Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Forever. Dog. Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast, Scary Scary Stories Stories to to Tell on the Pod. Pod. It is a chatty comedy podcast about scary things told by two people who um, like to wear comfortable clothing. I am wearing a jumpsuit that either looks like a formal gown or pajamas. And I was about to say, this is like a Studio 54 look. I, it's velour. It's mustard. Yes. It like, like buttons at the nape, but yeah. there's like a little bit of a, a scoop in the back. I think it is really good. It is from, I think it was $4 marked down from like 300 <laughs> on anthropology, which is only ever the two <laughs> options on anthropology. I know. Yeah. Um, I, that's what I, I always wonder whenever I like, whenever I buy something at a remarkable sale, which is most of my clothing, I am wondering like, is this going to be made out of like parachute material? Like what yep. am I in for? And it's always a delight when it's not. It will, uh, in the wash, it'll turn into a firm black cube. <laughs> But it's so comfy the first time. <laughs> and you're wearing sort of a quarter zip, which I think is the I'm most powerful a, male top. Yes. I am wearing I will say, um, when I when I I wore this when I got my booster and um the sleeve would not go up oh, all the way. No. And then she said, You're gonna have to take that off. And I said, Okay, I'm not wearing anything underneath it. And she was like, That's fine. And so I was just I just sweater. Well, no, it was even more uncomfortable than me just having my full sweater off as I was getting uh, the injection. I you had it half off. I t- took it half off, which to me in many ways is more obscene. That is more obscene. Yeah. Oh my God. I know. It was very funny. She must see. I feel like 100% of men who come in there yes. need to take their shirts off. That's it's like when I go get a pedicure on accident once every <laughs> 10 years and I'm wearing the tightest skinny jeans and boots. And oh they're my like, God. I can't do anything for you. Yeah. What did you think would happen here? I don't. I just leave the house and guess. Anna, this does make me think of the time when I had just graduated from college. I, I've talked about this before where I drank a bunch of white and water. I didn't drink regular water and I didn't go to the bathroom for two weeks. What um, kind of water? Vitamin water. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm not out here telling you not to drink vitamin water, but it is not as it is not hydrating in the same way that regular water is. You it's can't not. just replace that. Yeah. So I did not um, I did not go number two for two weeks, which I only realized when I was on a date and I took a bite of food and I felt it stop. Like right, 
right at the top this of my chest. This is scary story. It was a very It was in line. Right. But in any event, I was like, I, I had to leave the day. I was like, hey, I'm so sorry. Um, food has stopped right here um, in my sternum, and I think I have to go oh take care God. of this. I'm choking from poop. Yeah. <laughs> and I went to the doctor, and I, it was just so sudden. Or no, I guess this, no, I went to the doctor. They were like, you're going to have to come back tomorrow to get an x-ray. Wow. I was like, great. It was at a time in my life where um, maybe everything wasn't as together as it should have been. I went to get my x-ray and they were like, okay, great. You're going to have to take your pants off. And I was like, I am not wearing underwear. And they were what? like, they were like, why would you do that? And I was like, I am learning something today and I'm very sorry. And I didn't know. And um, so then they gave me uh, a pair of paper underwear. Humiliating. But it's like a mini skirt. There's no divide. So then I just had to walk. Oh. And then they were like, just walk down the hall from here. <laughs> it was the most more. Honestly, like, I think a lot of, um, I think a lot of, I, I won't say, I won't say entirely heterosexual men, but I think it is more common for heterosexual men to be like, I'm going to go without underwear today. Um, and that a was a, that was um, maybe a turning point for me. Wow. Yeah. I'm learning a lot. Well, we all know laundry is hard. Laundry is hard. And I think I think that there is a very um, uh, maybe a, a masculinity prison that says like whatever what you don't need underwear as a source of comfort like be against raw denim hurt yourself yeah yeah with clothes yeah and it, again it, laundry is especially hard in New York in any event um, everything's it's hard fine. but it also you have to remember when you're not wearing underwear with your pants you're doing something really medical to your pants. <laughs> That and you're going to run true. out of pants fast. You have you yes, exactly. And you learn fast. The trick is buy more underwear. I know it's yes. going to feel like a cost up top. Look, I know I'm Mr. Moneybags. <laughs> I'm just saying more the, underwear pays for itself yes. because you do less laundry. This is a scary podcast about the risks of chafing. Oh, the scariest thing. <laughs> I just said every letter in the alphabet. Oh, but God. This is, again, like, uh, we're having a big greb day. Me in particular. It big took greb. Me, our last episode. I was took- very uh, eloquent the first episode, and now I'm full greb. I feel like my mouth is turning into Play-Doh as we speak. Um, wow. But we have a listener story today. We have a listener story. Which, and- exciting subject line. And mother's driving today. Mother is. It's mother driving day. <laughs> She's not she's not as adept as dad, but she's getting there. She's more driven. <laughs> it is the breakfast for dinner of the podcast universe. Mom has a wild look in her eye <laughs> day. Um, this email, it's an email. Okay, everybody, it is, this is not a letter. Please Listen, do not mail us letters. This person has the word 98 in their email, which means that <gasps> they are a child. I love that. Remember when they said, do not put your name in your email address? That was like the most important thing. Well, this this person has done name and year. Oh, great. So I, I'm going to assume their personality. <laughs> That's, oh my God, somebody stole my identity. Someone stole my personality. <laughs> um, the subject line, this comes from a listener named Leslie, and the subject line is mom's phone call with a parallel universe. Electrifying. Electrifying. Yes. If you feel you can top that, email us scary stories. Sorry. Scarystorypod at gmail.com. We picked the hardest thing to name an email and social media. We struggle with it every time. Just two human rabbits trying to get along. (laughs) Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here with huge news. We have 
a terrific episode of Office Hours Live prepared for you. We had the great stand-up comedian Kyle Kinane come in and a very special in-studio music session from legendary Emdu Mokhtar. You're not going to want to miss this one. You can find it on your podcast app of choice by going to Sears or Macy's and getting an iPod and then coming home, charging it up, and listening through your app. I'm really excited for this. Okay. Hello. Love the pod. Wanted to write in about a topic I don't think you've really covered yet. I've listened to all apps, but my brain is soup, so maybe you already <laughs> did. My might have just forgotten. We feel you, Leslie. Listen, all of our brains are soup. Yeah. Minestrone at best. Here's the thing. People love soup. That's true. Soup gets a bad rap. Soup isn't smart, but it's delicious. Right. You think don't. You can drink it. You can drink your dinner. And sometimes you bump up against a noodle, and that's a good day. <laughs> That's when you remembered something. <laughs> um, parallel universes. Scary. Scary. Very scary. I don't like these. Yeah. Scary. I think they're really spooky. And I have a short story about a time last year when we think my mom inexplicably called someone in a parallel universe. Oh, my God. She had dialed my phone number, as in my tried and true saved contact. But a random man answered the phone. Oh. <gasps> It was obviously really weird. My mom apologized for the confusion and tried dialing me again. Again, the man answered, and my mom told him that she was trying to call her kid. I'm fully in my 20s, but I'm the youngest. (laughs) But the man said his name was John and that she had called his personal phone. My mom tried calling me a third time, and again, the man answered. It wasn't an issue with my contact info. My mom had dialed in my phone number manually and even recited his phone number, confirming it was the same as my phone number. What? He said that this has been his phone number for over 10 years, <gasps> but I have had this phone number for, since 2008 slash 2009. After this, my mom called one of my sisters to tell her what was happening and to ask her if she could check on me. My sister was able to call me perfectly fine, and I was then able to call my mom perfectly fine. It was all incredibly unnerving. Even my mom was thoroughly spooked. If he hadn't confirmed the phone number, I would I would have been sure there was a logical explanation, as I've had similar experiences where I dialed a number and the call got directed to a different number. Hmm. But that's not what happened here. The only explanation I can think of is that it was a parallel universe. But if you do have any other ideas, I'd love to hear them. Your guess is as good as mine. Best <laughs> Leslie, they, them. Leslie. This, like, the effect, my soup, my brain soup, yeah. right now feels, like, scattered from hearing this. Yes. I, I'm, like, trying to, this feels like a thing that could happen in, like, the 1950s when phone lines were different. You ever, your phone number was, like, 12. Yeah, exactly. Your phone number was, like, Michael. Like, you know. <laughs> um, but, like, I, this is very disconcerting. I do think, Leslie, I think you are correct. I think this is an alternate universe or a parallel universe. Yeah. Especially, like, I do think that moms and technology has the potential to open up a door to another universe. <laughs> like the, the amount of confusion. My mom will be like, my phone is blue. I'm like, what are you talking <laughs> about? I'm like, you're just on a weird website. And then I'll look at it and it's fully blue. 
And it's like she understood it so little that she opened a portal. Oh, my. The one time my grandma deleted six channels off our TV. <laughs> In the early in the early two thousand, do I don't know. I have no idea. This Unlike was, a regular like rabbit ears TV. Yes, this was not like a direct oh TV situation. We came at and like the, not that the channel was like this is blocked. The channel was gone. We never what saw it again. The hell, she was like, I don't know. I don't know what happened. <laughs> grandma. Yeah, Grandma. Really, she, but this is the thing. I feel like I have done this too. Very often, Chris will have to fix technology that I have Andrewed. Oh, for sure. Um. Yeah. I, I guess. I guess to me, technology is scary because it's a ghost, because it's not tangible. It's a series of tubes. It's a series of tubes. You know? Um, but yeah, like, I'm scared. Like, you hear stories about um, phone lines, like, like that in very rural areas in, like, the early part of the 20th century, sometimes people would hear voices. <gasps> what? And it would be, they would be hearing, like, because it would be so quiet in the middle of nowhere, they would be hearing, like, voices along the phone lines. How scary Andrew. is that? Andrew. Oh, my God. That's so scary. Isn't that terrifying? I'm going to look this up. Um, I The phone is a scary thing. Yes. Yes. And we constantly have it in our pockets, up against our faces. I, I know there have been scary movies about phones. I believe there was one called, like, The Death App. Or Whoa. there was, like, one. It's not called Sounds The Death like App. Sounds like a Shutter original. Yeah. <laughs> it's something about, like, um, it's not Happy Death Day. That's a different thing. Uh, um, there's, uh, well, the babysitter, what was the babysitter one with, um, uh, the woman from oh, Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, yes. I do know. What was it? Hmm. We're moms now. We're moms now. Fully. Yeah. I'm the sort of person I need two phones. I need, I need two hands on my phone at all times. I can't even do the cool one hand typing. That's not for me. I hold it like it's, you know. Like a full 1998 laptop. Oh, absolutely. Um, oh, I've, I'm finding a Quora question. Why can I hear someone else's voice on the other side of a telephone call? Yeah. <laughs> wait. Wait. I'm wait. confused. Are, are they asking, do they not know what a telephone is? When I call a person and the person talks. <laughs> um. Okay. This is from a man named Tom Klompmaker. Good. Works at freelancing. <laughs> that Answers. Out. This is what I would expect if I am in discussion with someone. You bet I want to hear the other, someone else, his, her voice. I suspect, though, that this question is not phrased correctly, and you may want to rephrase like, Tom. Tom. Clump maker. Take a step Chill. back. We're all just trying our best, Mr. Clump maker. Look, here's the thing about Tom. I'm sorry. Tom Clump maker. Okay, Tom. The, ans the author has 1.4 thousand answers and 1.4 million answer views. So what? he's a star. Okay. He doesn't have to be polite. Yeah, he is a celeb. He's the Quora Quang. <laughs> I suspect, though, that this question is not phrased quite correctly, and you may want to rephrase like, why can I hear an echo from myself or from the partner I'm having a discussion with? Mm. Or how come I can hear a third party during a phone conversation, third party not in the room with either of the speakers? If you are hearing a third party, this may be due to poor line plant crosstalk, this is called. Oh. Which may Ton Klompmaker talks like a pirate a little bit. Yeah, this is a bit strange. Crosstalk, this is called. Crosstalk, this is called. Yeah. Um, which may be caused by so-called line sharing too. Another possibility is a fault at one of the local exchanges involved. Try recall. Okay, and then someone else answered much more straightforward. This is from Alfredo Torrejon, Good. which is 
he's got 1.6 million answer views. A <gasps> little bit better than Ton Klopmaker. Mm, Ton. And I have to say he's a lot more polite. Good. That's 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 why. It, it just goes to show you success doesn't affect everyone the same way. Yes. It is likely that a phenomenon called crosstalk is taking place. If the other party that you're calling is using an analog landline <gasps> telephone, there could be several kilometers of wire between that person's telephone and the switching office to which oh. it is connected. That wire is bundled into thick cables with many other wire pairs to serve other telephone customers. In a perfect world, each wire pair would be immune to pickup or emission of electric or magnetic fields. In practice, it is not practical to eliminate all of the parasitic electromagnetic <gasps> coupling. Parasitic electromagnetic Alfredo coupling? Alfredo Torrejon has more answer views than Ton Klumpmaker, and he's giving us phrases like, parasitic electromagnetic <laughs> coupling i cannot fathom this you don't have to be rude to people when you succeed yes that's true you can just give answers you can Thank assume you. the best from people yes. don't point out where they fucked up just because they did <laughs> um whoa that exists between the different wire pairs and a telephone cable the longer the cables the more severe the crosstalk is likely to be Thus, you can hear other faint voices on the line, and those people can hear you. That is scary. And that last line they put in italics, which is scary. Oh, that is very scary. Yeah, it it is remarkable to me. We've talked we've talked about scary phone things before on this podcast, but Leslie's story does make me think that like the mystery of how everyday things in our house function and right. how our like identities are wrapped up in them, right? That is very strange. I, for years, I was honestly for years. Anna, my brother's email address was his name, and I was sending <gasps> it to the wrong one. His oh like, God. I was off by a number. I my coming out email <gasps> was sent to someone who was not my brother. Oh, <laughs> and then and when, did and then he my, respond? Well, he, no, he did not respond. And then I was like, oh, geez, I was not expecting for my brother to be weird about this. Whoa. And I didn't hear from him for like like five days and I was like, Oh no, is this a thing? And then he called me and was like, Hey, I, I hear that you've told everyone uh, that <gasps> you're gay except me. And no. I just wanted to make sure that you, you weren't worried about what I like. And I was like, no, Oh my God, of course not. Like this is completely. Oh my God. Yeah. So, um, yeah, anything can happen. Also, I'm thinking like this person is just getting emails from me for a year throughout college. You know, oh. but again, like my brother and I were not primarily communicating through email. You know, we were like, it was mostly over phone calls, but occasionally I would send emails and I just, it never occurred to me that he had never responded to one. Sometimes before. a thing is an email. Yeah. Sometimes it's an email. Oh my God, Andrew. That's so wild. Isn't that nuts? We just had something like that. Oh no, this isn't the same thing, but my <laughs> Jason just realized that a couple that we know, he thought that they started off as cheating and they fully did it. <laughs> And so this whole time he thought that <laughs> it is shaped. He just was like chill, like trying to find a way to be chill about it. That is hilarious. That's not the same thing. Bowen's email. I was sending it to the wrong Bowen Yang <gasps> for a while, <sighs> which was insane because I send absolutely unhinged emails <laughs> to him. Also, I'm sorry, please continue. No, what? Just the fact that <laughs> this person is getting emails from a head writer at SNL oh. being like, poop, peep, poop. Like, well, it's look, the funniest thing imaginable. I also, unfortunately, so you know how, like, when you got a, a cell phone in high school oh, yeah. and it's like, you saved as like, Abigail. Or, that's enough. You only, <laughs> everyone only meets one Abigail and they're like, why was that the only name I could think of? <laughs> I am a mom. I've opened a portal. 
you just save it as like Tom. Yeah, yeah. Like if, and like I got rid of most of them because it was like I'm not going to call them. But then right. my phone restored and it brought back all these people. Oh. And there's a woman uh, named Tara Donnelly who does a lot of the graphics at SNL. She's this amazing yeah. graphics person who's been there for like 20 years. She's done a lot of like commercial parodies. Like she just turns around amazing work really fast. She's great. She also works at Seth and other places. Oh wow. Um, but there were so many times where like if I was working on um just Saturdays are crazy. Right. It's of a course. well documented thing. It's like a last minute thing. And there were so many times where I'd like she's one of the most responsive on it persons persons? What's yeah, happening? Persons. I definitely have a fever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like she's just so on it and very responsive. And like there were a couple weeks in a row where I texted her something about the cold open. And I just didn't hear back. Oh. I was like, that's very weird. Yeah. And like, I would follow up and like right. either delegate or like call her on a landline and like try to be like, hey. And then I realized that her number, I was like, let me just check the number. And it was only seven digits. <gasps> and it was because I had been sending frantic, very specific graphics related texts on a Saturday night to Tara Menino, a girl I went to high school with. <laughs> Because it was just saved as Tara. Let me see if I can pull them up. (laughs) But uh, to her credit, she didn't respond. That is hilarious. um, Wow. She's like, wow, this girl I knew from high school is really letting me know. popping the hell off. Let me see. Yeah. As you're you're looking this up. I uh, may have deleted it because I was so worried about doing it again. Yeah. I have had, I had, I think I've talked about this before. Um, I happen to just have a cell phone number that some woman gave out to people who uh, asked for her number, I think at bars and things that she was like, she just made up a number to give them and her name was Noida. And, um, and one time, uh, I got a series of text messages from a guy who was like, Hey Noida, like just following up, like would love to hang out with you. And I sent a text. I was like, Hey, I think you have the wrong number. Uh, My name is Andrew. You know, I, 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 we've never met before. And then this this guy really still assumed I was Noida trying to play it off. And he said, well, you're really aching a donkey, but all right. Oh, my God. I remember that. Remember that? Aching a donkey. Yeah, aching a donkey. And then a friend of mine, like, it's a colloquialism that I did not know the meaning of. And then a friend of mine told me that it means, like, you're really giving me blue balls. Like, aching really, a donkey. Is, is really, really, really real blue balls. Oh my god, yeah. you aching a donkey. You're really aching a donkey, but all right. We were not prepared to hear that no. from a grown man? <laughs> yes. As such a sh- deep shock. As theater children? <laughs> the concept of a donkey aching was not. This is the funniest possible time to to do this, but um we have guests who are about to walk in. Oh my god. So Anna, before we go, should we do a hyper fast <laughs> scary ideas for things that can happen? Okay, ready? Yes. Scary ideas, ideas for, for things, things that, that could happen. happen. I'll go first. Please. You are walking down an impossibly long crystal hallway in a an opera gown wearing an owl mask. <gasps> and you feel that you're about to yawn, but you don't want to look rude, so you hold in the yawn, and then you're at the opera, a crystal opera. Everything's crystal. <gasps> And you feel that you're going to yawn, but you don't want to yawn and insult the performers because everyone's looking at you because you're a great beauty. <laughs> and so you hold in the yawn. And then later you're at dinner with an interesting man and you feel you're going to yawn and you hold it in. And then when you get home, you yawn so much that your whole head disappears. 
that could happen, happen. Anna. Okay, here is mine. Okay. You are a skeleton. Yes. That could happen. That could happen. <laughs> Andrew, I wasn't expecting that. It, sometimes the ending is the beginning, and that is the answer. Death is only the beginning. Lady Bird is screaming. Oh, my gosh. Everybody, uh, we can't thank you enough. Leslie, this is a tremendous story. Thank you, Leslie. Thank you, Leslie's mom. If you have weird phone stories, please do let us know. Please let us know. It's scary. It's the time of year where you need your phone. Yeah, and if you work for Alexander Graham <laughs> Bell and you know about telephones, let us know. Let us know. And but otherwise, get, get out. out. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Chris Ryan. Cover art by Bats Langley. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash team, And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Team to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news.